Welcome friends to another r slash entitled parents video. Today we've got a crazy story of a mother telling their own child that they're dead to them. But first a story from Dragon Tech 317 entitled mother demands new floors at a public pool. I work at a public pool as a lifeguard and sometimes as the front desk cashier. Two things to note. One is that this is a city facility. The other thing to note is that this pool's in Arizona in the middle of summer. For those unfamiliar with Arizona heat, it gets really hot out. 110 plus Fahrenheit, where I am, is normal for June and July. I'm working front desk and I get a call. This older lady's calling to speak to our manager. Not uncommon, but the manager wasn't in that day. I explained this to her and asked her if I could take down her name and the reason for calling. This entitled mother was reasonable at first, and she complied with my request for her name, but her reason for calling was the good bit. Part of our facility has a heat-absorbent padding so people don't burn their feet. The downside of this is that it gets very slippery very easily, so we don't have it on or around the stairs. The entitled mother starts yelling at me that the floors are too hot and we need to replace all of them with the absorbent pads. She started talking down to me, explaining how I wouldn't understand because I was too low on the chain of command. Ma'am, I've worked here for five years, of course I know how hot the ground gets. I didn't say that to her, but I definitely wanted to. I instead recommend that she wear her flip-flops into the pool, or at least wear them to the pool's edge. She scoffed back about how that would ruin them. Spoiler, it won't. And if she's that concerned about her precious flip-flops, she can buy a pair for specifically the water for like $15 at Walmart. She said a few more things, mostly demanding that the flooring gets changed. I of course explained how slippery it gets, but she was having none of it. This lasted like 10 more minutes before I told her that I'd bring it up when I next saw the manager. Two weeks later, and the manager hasn't heard about this. Mainly because the manager has addressed this before. I don't know if I'd be able to stay composed if I had to deal with people like this in my workplace, that no matter what they're going to find something to be upset about, and not only upset but complain about it too. If you had to deal with this entitled mother who was going on and on about how hot the stairs are and the flooring, would you be able to keep your customer service smile and say, okay, I'll tell the manager ma'am? Or would you be boiling inside too? Let me know in the comments. Our next story is from Defunct Mouse. Yikes, Mildred. Guess your son will never walk again. Today I bring you another emergency room tale. In today's story, a man in his 50s, let's call him Wilbur, is brought in clearly in pain. He's accompanied by his mother, Mildred, mid-70s. Upon questioning, he tells us that he fell on his butt, essentially, and he has intense pain that resembles electricity going down his right leg, a clear indication of a herniated intervertebral disc. We do an MRI, and sure enough, a disc is compressing his spinal cord. He also has a vertebral fracture, which, while not compromising anything currently, seems so busted, it appears to be keeping itself together through the magical powers of sweat, sticky tape, bubble gum, and well-intentioned vibes. So it must be treated ASAP before it compromises the spinal cord too. By this point, the neurosurgeon's already talking to the lad and his Mildred and making a convincing case for what he considers the best option, surgery. Mildred isn't pleased by such an outrageous and radical solution, which she claims we're suggesting in order to get richer quick, because surgery isn't the answer to everything, you see? She then looks at Wilbur with furious eyes, more piercing than a fencing foil, and asks him, what do you think, sweetie? Are you going to let these abusive monsters rip you off like this? Wilbur, sad and reluctant, said defeatedly, 
Well, I... Well, no, but... Mildred interrupts him, and with a triumphant and devilish sneer exclaims, See? We want a second opinion. We're leaving. We try to reason with them, but all attempts were futile. They sign a document that certifies they left on their own free will, no medical discharge, and left. I felt really sorry for the lad. He seemed to genuinely want to consider the options we could provide, but for whatever reason, his mother seemed to reign over all aspects of decision-making. Wilbur returned about five days later in an ambulance, now with a much more frantic Mildred who was issuing instructions left and right, all accompanied by an accusatory finger and flailing limbs. Something had put her on a Karen Crimson frenzy, and she was out for blood. We began our usual questions, and what we found out was terrifying. Apparently, Mildred took Wilbur to a chiropractor, who went on to do a cracking job on his spine to fix it, and after an audible crunch, Wilbur could no longer move or feel his legs, which prompted a race back to the emergency room. Unfortunately, the damage to Wilbur's spinal cord meant there was nothing to be done to recover his legs. Wilbur was sadly sentenced to a wheelchair for the rest of his life, and he'll never again feel his feet touching grass, sand, or the waves of the sea. Man, I just feel terrible for Wilbur in this story. This is the kind of story you hear, and you think about all those times where you're like, if I had a time machine, I'd go back and I would give myself the winning lottery numbers, maybe give myself all the sports scores of the last century. But then you hear a story like this, and you wish you had a time machine so you could go back and slap Mildred upside the head. Also, I'm not sure about the inner workings of all the legalities here, but it feels like that chiropractor that they went to, I feel like they must have done some kind of malpractice in the situation. This next story is from Pongarin, entitled Sister-in-Law Ruins Family Visit. I was dreading our recent visit to my parents because my entitled brother and my entitled sister-in-law overrun the house with all their stuff and expect anyone who's around to watch their kids. Nothing new this time. Entitled sister-in-law was in week three or four of a cold, so they took frequent naps and just left their four and seven-year-old girls to do whatever, assuming someone was watching them. The kids get up super early, around six or seven, but entitled sister-in-law said they let her and entitled brother sleep till nine-something. Then she goes back downstairs to nap from twelve to three. Then entitled brother just tells me to watch the kids, not even asking. He was supposed to be helping my dad and husband with a chore, so he was excused. I asked where their mother was, and was told she was napping. Even better, we all had to be quiet while she slept. So I'm watching the kids, but also have to make sure that they're perfectly quiet while they scream about where mommy is. Another fun thing is our daughter is a teen, and the little girls run her ragged and don't respect her privacy to sleep or use the bathroom. If they're awake, they're screaming for her. They refuse to let the kids have devices, so they have to be entertained 24-7. They're allowed to watch Disney, but my dad used their account on his TV. Entitled sister-in-law refused to tell my dad her password and insisted that he let her put it in. He's 80. It's not like he's gonna steal her password. On the 4th, we set off some fireworks and I was filming and playing some fireworks music on my phone. Entitled sister-in-law tells me that I'm not allowed to play the 1812 Overture. I picked Ray Charles's God Bless America because I thought it was a safe bet. I forgot Entitled Sister-in-Law is a rabid atheist. About a minute into the song, she says, That's enough of that. I was floored, not to mention that she and Entitled Brother are 10 years younger than I am. Most of my videos have her yelling at the girls to stay on the blanket. 
I almost forgot that they demand dinner at 6 on the dot and complain until it's served, but don't do anything to help my 80-year-old mom who's had knee replacement surgery and gimps around. Except if they're out doing stuff, then they come back after 6 and insist that they all shower before we can eat and it's 8pm. I've never seen people this extra. My mom never says anything. She just calls entitled brother an idiot behind his back and threatens to kill him. To me, I think this story is just kind of highlighting the exercise of going through the motions and putting up with this until you no longer can. Whether OP chooses to do so sooner or they wait until they just straight up snap, at some point I think it's inevitable that OP and whoever else are going to just stop taking responsibility for these kids and leave it up to the parents. At some point, I think you just got to put your hands up in the air, walk away and say, I'm not babysitting, that's not what I'm here for, good luck, bye. This next story is from Black Sheep 0502 Entitled Narcissistic Aunt Controlling Everything So for some backstory, the weekend of the 25th, my 17-year-old child was talking to my aunt and uncle about their mental health. My child did confide that they were a self-harm risk, which I already knew and had rules set in place. They proceeded to give my child a knife and then my aunt wants to tell them that if they want to play games doing that to themselves, that aunt will go wake our uncle up. Now on to the real story. So this past week, my 17-year-old child had been Baker-acted by their therapist, and I was urgently asked to come home on Monday by my aunt to take my child to the ER. All last week, I was going through my things and packing to move because my boyfriend asked me to move in with him. I didn't get a chance to talk to my aunt about it because we worked different hours and she'd been sick with a cold I did not want. So Sunday, her friend received a message from their child that pretty much said how they felt and it included a single line about my child, how mental health is nothing to laugh about. So I confirmed what it was about, as due to the fact that they got my minor drunk and gave them a knife without consulting me, the mother is reckless, especially after the child admitted to harm. So due to this, my child is no longer allowed at the house due to a conflict of interest between the two and their friends. Doesn't help they talk crap about my child's friend because my cousin used to date her. So now I'm moving out as fast as I can without leaving a mess or causing issues. Yet my aunt now no longer wants me emptying my room of my items unless she's there to make sure I don't take something that isn't mine. Yet she's going to divide out my dead mother's items when I'm the executive of my mother's estate because I'm the oldest child. So now instead of moving slowly and watching for some health issues, I'm now forced into the company of someone I'd rather just leave me alone because she has to control everything everyone does, and it's her business what is said because it's her house. Am I overreacting? As the parent of that child, and as the executive of your mother's estate, OP needs to stop letting the ants steamroll them and take charge. If they're letting your 17-year-old kid do this stuff, and they're supplying this stuff, frankly, call the cops on them. If you do so, you'll probably actually speed up how fast you can get out of that house. And definitely don't let them steamroll you over regarding inheritance and assets that you control. Our next story is from LR Clowder. Parents angrily demand a full refund in cash. So this didn't happen to me but to my mom. My mom and my bro went to this beach shop to get a new swimsuit and they heard some commotion near the front of the store. The conversation between entitled parents and friendly cashier went something like this. The father says, our child's swimsuit was torn when sold to us. I demand a full refund in cash. The child was fine, wearing the swimsuit, which also looked fine. The friendly cashier says, I'm sorry, but I'm not allowed to do that. 
You paid with credit card and we don't accept cash. If it was the wrong size, you could switch for a different size, but our policy states we can't return it. Sorry. The mother says, no, this is such bad service. I can't believe this. The father then says, you want to make money, don't you? You want to sell stuff? So just take back the swimsuit and give us the cash. My mom says, you're being a bit abusive. The kid's mom misunderstanding says, yes, she's being so rude. They argued some more before finally leaving, muttering about bad service, leaving the friendly cashier in tears. I don't even understand the dad's logic here. You want to make money, so give us money? Were they trying to suggest that they as a belligerent family would come back again in the future for repeat service? Honestly, if it guarantees that you don't show up again and berate the workers, then you especially can't get your money back. This next story is from Sapphire0910. Give me some of your candy. Background, I have two cats, and they both use the litter box, and it needs to be cleaned out often. I usually put the litter in a grocery bag and double up the bag in case one breaks or has a hole in it. So, I was cleaning out the litter boxes since I had a little bit of time before I needed to do my schoolwork. I grabbed out the scooper and bags and it so happened to be the bag on the outside was a bag from a local candy store. I thought nothing of it and continued taking care of the cat business. I got outside, headed to the dumpster. Entitled daughter and entitled mother had a walk in our neighborhood. Entitled daughter comes up to me and says, Hey, can I have some candy? I was super confused and didn't know where she thought I had candy. Then the entitled mother comes over and says, Don't play stupid. You obviously have a name of candy store bag on you. I look at it and realize what they think they see. I say, oh no, this isn't full of candy. Trying not to tell her it has cat poop in it. She demands, no, you give entitled daughter some candy now and we'll be on our way. I decided that I was tired of this crap. Literally. Fine, have the whole bag, I said, and handed it to them. They looked so pleased with themselves that it actually worked. But once they opened the bag, the disappointment on their faces was priceless. Hey, this isn't candy, said Entitled Daughter. The Entitled Mother says, you, give us the candy as you promised, demanding it. I never promised you anything. I told you it's not candy and you didn't believe me. I politely told her in a smart butt way. No, you didn't. You're a liar. A liar, I say, a liar, Entitled Mother shouted at me. Then my mom came out of the house and said, what's going on here? Then saw it was entitled mother and said, oh, I know what's going on. She came over. The entitled mother yells, your son promised my daughter and I candy and he gave us a bag of poo. My mom says, first of all, that's not how you address me. Second, I can pull up the security camera footage and we can see who's in the wrong here. It has audio. And if you're wrong... We could press charges on you for trespassing on our property. Entitled mother took no chances and realized she was beaten. She took the bag of litter and threw it on our driveway and huffed away with entitled daughter, flipping us off as they went away. And in response, my mom and I just death glared them. After they were a few houses away, my mom returned inside and I picked up the bag. Thankfully, no. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. 
We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Nothing fell out and the bag was still intact, so I put it in the dumpster. After that, nothing happened. We didn't press charges over something that petty. And that was a good reminder on why we never interact with that family. I think this tells you all you need to know when the mom can just see who it is and go, Oh, I yeah, I understand fully what's going on here. She's an entitled witch. I bet they deserve to go munch on some cat poo. Our next story is from Spicy Moose 29 Mother dear stole the money I got on the 18th birthday. I wasn't good enough not to share with my step-siblings. Bit of background, I was born a quiet child. By a few weeks old, I'd sleep through the night wouldn't cry, and to keep me entertained, I'd just be left on a pile of cushion with sensory toys my grandma made me for hours on end. My mother divorced her first husband because he was infertile and got pregnant with me, her first child, as soon as she met my father. Yet, she quickly ran out of interest for me and my grandparents, her parents, quickly took over for most of the parenting duties. My father tried his best while working night shifts. My neurological development was a lot faster than my motor one, and as such, I talked very quickly. I learned to read at 5, but it took me longer than most kids to properly walk, around 2. Very quickly, I became a quiet child, preferring the company of books and notebooks to just about anything else. This would become, in my mother's book, signs that I was a defective child. Yet, she was too busy cheating on my father to do anything about it beside being abusive. Divorce ensued, a stepfather took my dad's place, and would hit me on a regular basis until I learned how to scream to make him stop because the neighbors would know. From this point on, my mother started to play a destructive game. She would behave like the perfect mother on the outside, but there'd be heck to pay for me once we'd be home. In the meantime, she had two other kids, my brother, or so we believe, who's three years younger, and my stepsister. Both kids are treasured as normal kids. While I'm told that I'm a waste of time, space, and oxygen behind closed doors. Fast forward to my 18th birthday. Birthday parties were a thing because she would invite parents and show how perfect a mother she was. The minute they were gone, I'd be chastised for eating cake and not wanting to find a boyfriend. And presents would end up in my siblings' rooms. So, 18th birthday... My friends were all having big parties I was invited at, so my mother went all overboard with doing a big garden party, but she decided that I wasn't good enough to be celebrated on my own, so she made it the 15th of my brother and 10th of my stepsister. I was told to invite just two friends and please not the one that looks like a horse. Invites were sent around, mostly to my stepfather's family, my dad wasn't. Day of the party comes, one after the other, I notice that the only thing they talk about are my siblings' birthdays. No one wished happy birthday to me. I quickly realized that no one was told it was mine too. 
Actually, no one even knew. One of my stepfather's sister-in-law learned about it and confirmed that she wasn't told it was mine too. She was a very opinionated woman and was outraged, so she took it upon herself to inform the guests about the situation. And before I knew it, she would collect cash people voluntarily gave to make up for it. As you can imagine, the party then took a sour turn, but at the end of the day, she gave me an envelope full of cash, probably a couple hundred, but to me it looked like a lot, and told me to do something fun with my friends with it. I was in utter and absolute disbelief. My mother, after accusing me of ruining the party, found out about it and took it from me. She said it would help her pay for my driving license. Keep in mind that at this point, it had been two years without any Christmas presents because it was funding my driver's license. A couple weeks later, I asked about said driving license. Her answer? You better get a job to fund it because I'm not paying a cent towards it. I went no contact two years later and countless similar events. Honestly, I hope to God that at one point this mother needs OP's help. They manage to contact OP, and OP can bluntly and coldly say no to their face like they deserve. Nobody in that family who partook in any of this deserves even a second or cent of OP's time, money, or attention. Our next story is from Sir Manly Face. Entitled Mother Tries to Get Free Money Because It's Of My Religion. So one day, it was hot, so I was giving away free waters. So I was giving away the waters and an entitled mother and her son come up and get some water. When I give them water I say, may God bless you. And the mother freaks out and demands I give her 10 bucks because they don't believe in God. The child looks embarrassed so I wouldn't say he's entitled. Anyways I say no and then she tries to steal my wallet from my pocket because she saw it sticking out and my wallet fell out. She managed to steal it and a witness called the police as soon as they saw her steal my wallet. She was arrested and that's all I know, but I still feel bad for the kid. This all went down two days ago. I think this whole thing wasn't even ever about the religion, the water, anything. I think this lady walked up to OP fully intending from the beginning to steal or get some money out of them. Honestly, we're probably dragging their kid around as some like extra sob story or something to try to get money from other people too. Our next story is from ABabyWannafCK. An entitled teacher who wants all the control. This story is from a long time ago. I, 23-year-old female, was in the 5th grade. I've had a chronic ear infection all my life, from MRSA to a super infection to bacteria found on the other side of the world, only has ended up in my ear. When it's infected, it drains a lot. So when I was in the 4th grade, I got my own suction machine so I could suction at home and not go to the doctors every week to have this done and use a paper towel the rest of the time so it wouldn't get on my clothes. So the story, I was in science class which was the third period of the day and after gym class. This means I finally moved around enough that the fluid from the night before had also moved, impairing my hearing more than it was without the drainage. So every class period right after instructions for class was given, I would ask to go to the nurse to clean out my ear. I had MRSA at the time and three weeks after the story took place, I had a pick line placed and two months after that, major surgery to fix the problem. So believe me when I say that I needed the drainage out of my ear. After about, I don't know, half the school year doing this, the teacher told me and I quote, because it was so traumatic, I remember exactly what she told me, you ask every day to go to the nurse. 
Every day you come back in about three minutes. You are disruptive with this behavior and will never amount to anything if you keep doing this. So no, you can't go to the nurse unless it's an actual emergency. You need to break something or be bleeding profusely to go to the nurse. Mind you, this infection was literally eating my eardrum and bones. I, being a smart butt human, sat down and never asked her again, but would ask the teacher before her class and after her class so I could hear. But with her I acted like I couldn't, so she'd have to repeat everything three times before I'd stop asking. I also would spread MRSA on her desk hoping she or another student would get infected. Don't know if that ever happened, but I can see why her husband divorced her. Screw you Miss Gretz and screw your crap attitude towards six students. I'm also an ICU nurse now, so she can suck it. It's a little shocking and disappointing to hear about how OP was basically trying to spread it around on desks and stuff, but then you realize OP was a desperate 10 year old kid who was just acting out. They had a serious legitimate issue and they were being neglected. Our next story is from Cathjoy. Entitled mother tries to force me to leave the park because she's convinced my little sister is actually my daughter. There is a ten and a half year age gap between me and my little sister. When I was a teen, I often used to take her to the local park to give my mom a break or give her time to get some housework done, etc. At the time the story happened, I was 15. It was Wimbledon season, so my mom asked me to take my sister to the park for a few hours so she could watch it in peace. She gave me some money so we could get some fish and chips in town and some ice cream at the park. There was usually an ice cream van there. So we got some fish and chips, went to the beach for a bit to buy mom extra time, and then headed to the park. As we approached the park gate, this entitled mother who was dragging along her child glared at me. The entitled mother says, you should be ashamed. I looked around, but there was nobody else she could have been talking to. Dumbfounded, I blankly pointed to myself, as if to affirm she was talking to me. The entitled mother says, girls these days are such sloths opening their legs to anyone who asks, who got you knocked up? Or let me guess, you don't know. I stared blankly at her for a minute. I say, uh, this is my little sister. Entitled mother rolled her eyes and leered at me. Yeah, we had little sisters in my day too. I just said, okay, bye, and walked away because I was uncomfortable with conflict and just wanted out of that situation. Entitled mother says, Don't you dare go into the park. You'll spread your filthy diseases all over the park. I don't want my son catching your diseases. I ignored her and rushed into the park. Surely she'd leave me alone after I was surrounded by other kids and parents, right? Wrong. Entitled mother followed me around the park, demanding that I leave. The more I ignored her, the madder she got, and she kept repeating over and over, Get out, get out, you're not allowed here. At this point, a few parents noticed. One mom, let's call her FM, friend mom, who my mom and I often chatted with, immediately stood up and rushed over. Just as entitled mother grabbed my arm and yanked at me, friend mom said, why are you grabbing a child? Let her go. Who are you? Entitled mother says, mind your freaking business. Friend mom says, let her go or I'm calling the police. Entitled mother let me go, but turned her anger towards friend mom, shouting that she was just making the park safe for her child. And I shouldn't be here because I might spread some nasty disease all over the place. She never specified what disease. I'm guessing she meant an STI or something. More parents started coming over to see what was going on. Seeing she was outnumbered, Entitled mother eventually left, dragging her child behind her, screaming obscenities at us as she slinked away. 
Friend mom gave us a lift home to make sure we were safe. When I told my mom what happened, she was furious. She packed us into the car and drove us around town to look for the woman, but we didn't spot her. Thankfully, I never saw the woman again. Honestly, with the way the world is nowadays, you could probably convince me that this was some creepy lady who actually had some kind of ulterior motive for trying to grab them and pull them away. And regardless, let's say it was OP's kid and they were a young mother. Who is this entitled mother to give a crap? It is what it is. I think we need to go spray some holy water on this entitled mother. She'd probably melt. And our final story of the day is from I Totally Paused. My partner's mom told him that he's dead to him, then follows up and asks him for money. My partner's mom lives in a different city than we do and is pretty reliant on her kids. My partner and one of his three sisters, the other sisters don't want much to do with her, to keep herself afloat financially. It's important to note that she has a serious gambling addiction. Because of this, she tends to blow through money my partner and his sister send her in a matter of days, before immediately asking for more. She also loses her phone all the time. She simply doesn't understand the concept of being cautious and frugal with money and valuables. The event that really set off the alarm, however, was her winning $27,000 at a casino before all of the money was mysteriously gone in less than two weeks. He had also sent her over $1,000 in wire transfers over the last year, which she also wasted. From this point, my partner decided to start holding her more accountable for her irresponsibility and sent her a chime card, which he, and only he, can put money into and out of. He even warned her up front that if he saw that she took money out of the card at an ATM, he would know that she's wasting it on gambling and that he would pull the plug on it. She did not like this at all. After he made this clear to her, she called him a few hours later and left the following voicemail. Keep the money that you were going to send me because you and sister are dead to me from this day on. Stay out of my life forever. Obviously, she was angry that he wouldn't feed her gambling addiction anymore. Harsh, but fine. Apparently, this isn't the first time she's done this. This was last week. Cut to this morning, my partner sees that he has two missed calls from his mom, followed by a text asking, Where did you send my money to? Um, well, my partner called her back and asked her, Why do you expect me to send you money when you said I was dead to you? Her response was, You've always been dead to me. Alright then. My partner hung up on her after that. She called up a couple more times about the money, which my partner wasn't going to give her. She even told him to be a man and pay her. What the freak? He even called her back and played the voicemail she left into the phone. After which his mom again hung up. Just imagine having the absolute audacity to tell your son, you're dead to me, only to do a complete 180 and ask for money after that. No apology about what was said, just a request for more money that she doesn't work for and doubling down on what was said before, yet still expected him to feed her addiction. Mom of the Year award goes to… I just kind of feel bad in general hearing this story because it is pretty clear that they have a bad addiction. Much like a substance issue, I feel like maybe the things she's saying are her lashing out because of how addicted she is to gambling. It seems to me like maybe they're just so stuck in it, maybe they've got serious debts. 
that they're trying to resort to lashing out just to get some of that money to keep fueling it. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another Entitled Parent story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.